welcome to the Shut Up and Teach podcast. I'm the host, Elijah Carvajal. This podcast features honest conversations and purposeful reflections on all things educational with the goal of informing and inspiring teachers to take action. Whether this is your first time listening or you're a returning listener, thank you for being here. Now let's get to the episode. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. Now let's get on to the episode. All right, my friends, welcome back to another episode of the Shut Up and Teach podcast. Thank you so much for returning uh, back to this uh, channel, this podcast. And if this is your first time joining us, welcome. I'm so glad you stumbled across it, or maybe somebody, a uh, friend of yours, colleague, introduced you to the podcast. Either way, I'm so happy to have every one of you joining us. Today, I, you are joining us, not just me. I've got a guest with me today. Today, I have Alfonso Mendoza, uh, aka Fonz, aka my EdTech Life guy. Uh, so Alfonso, thank you f- so much for taking some time out of your day to join us. Um, how are you doing today? Hey, I am doing great. Thank you so much for the invite. I'm really excited and honored to be asked to as to be a guest on your show because your show is definitely great. And it, it's one that I do listen to, you know, in the mornings when I'm commuting and just love what you do. Love your guests, love the just the conversations and everything that you're putting out on social media as well. So I'm definitely excited to be here and congratulations also on being part of the, uh, you know, teach better podcast network too. I know you posted that recently, so that's amazing. And so I'm really excited for what that'll do for you too, as well as, you know, you already have a great podcast, but now just an amazing connection and an amazing platform for educators to really learn from. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate those kind words. And, you know, you mentioned, you know, you I have great guests on the show. And that's really one of the big, big reasons why I started the podcast was it started as reflection just for myself and to kind of document my own educational journey. But then it was as I started connecting with others, it became it became more of that. And so uh, I appreciate that, you know, you recognize the the wisdom and the knowledge that comes from the guests. And um that's why you're here today to share some of that wisdom that you have and uh, and just connect with our listeners and so they can connect with you. So let's connect. Um, uh, Alfonso, who are you as an individual? Who what are you all about? What do you do um, as a educator outside of education? You can go in any direction that you want with that question. Perfect. Well, I'll kind of do both. I'll do what I do kind of in education and then outside of education. But, uh, you know, I've been in education for 11 years now. I started off as a high school algebra teacher for three years, and then I moved down to elementary and teaching fifth and sixth grade, depending on the year, depending on the school, what it is that they needed. But it was mainly those two grades that I focused on. And uh, really, my journey in elementary is really where I started be taking more risks and being able to start working with tech. And that's really where my passion for tech came from, working in the elementary levels 
and being able to work with kiddos very young. And it kind of gives you uh, yeah, a little bit sense of comfort, at least for me, it did because I was like, okay, they're, they're, they're kind of young. I can kind of share these things and I don't look as vulnerable maybe as I would, if I would do doing that in a classroom with, um, you know, high school and so on, but it, it was just a great learning experience. Building community was my biggest thing um, coming in from a non-education background, honestly, also helped. I know that there's a lot of, uh, you know, teachers or educators out there that do come in for, with a non-education background and are doing great. And it's helped them also just because we kind of see things through a different lens. And so that really helped also as well. And so now uh, my current role as an is as an instructional software specialist, which is really another fancy title for like digital learning coach. Um, and like I said, in many districts around the nation, they have a different title for, you know, this position. But really what I do for the district is they purchase platforms. You know, I learn those platforms. We share, we go and coach, we go and teach, and we go school by school working with teachers just to make sure that they're familiar with the platforms. Uh, they're familiar with the goals that the district may have as far as usage and how to use it, how to implement it into the curriculum. And then on top of that, too, we work with teachers one on one if they case they want to do a project, they want to do something with the kids, you know, definitely help them out with that as far as enhancing that learning experience. So that's my kind of a in a nutshell what I do for education in, in my job. But outside of education, man, I just love, love, love tech on my own, too, as well. But it's podcasting, man. Like, this is my passion. What I get to do with you here today, and I know it's something, too, that you're very passionate about, is just connecting with people. They just so happen to be educators because that's the space that we're in. But I also connect with creators. Uh, I connect with other people, sometimes even outside of education. I've had some amazing guests recently, you know, people that are not necessarily direct directly in education but bring value into the education space. So I'm always on the lookout for that too as well is how can, how else can we enhance the education landscape maybe from the outside and what are some things that people outside of education that you know we can bring in into this space that can help. So I'm always looking out for that, always on social media, just, you know, posting things, uh, you know, things that I love and I'm passionate about and uh, kind of gets me into a little bit of trouble because I'm a multi-passionate creator and I like to, you, you know, put all my fingers and toes into everything and try to learn everything. Uh, on top of that too, I'm a doc doctoral student as well. So I have hopefully about one year left, um, you know, of that and I'll be done with my doctoral studies and specializing in educational technology. But really it's just this man, connecting, connecting, hearing people's stories. I learned so much from their backgrounds, their experiences, and it's little things that get me thinking, seeing things in a different perspective. So that is really what I'm all about. And obviously also being a, a wonderful husband to my beautiful wife, Angelica, um, who has been just a, a great supporter of what I do and a great supporter during my master's work and now my doctoral work. And she's just like, go for it, keep doing it, you know, and it's always great to have a wonderful cheerleader, um, supporter, you know, wife, and just 
she's amazing. So I want to thank her and give her a shout out because I know sometimes our, our spouses or partners don't get a lot of credit, but man, it, it's, it makes things a lot easier when you have somebody that sees your vision. And sometimes I may think my vision is 10 X, but she's like, nah, nah, nah. Like you can still go further. And I'm like, Whoa, that's awesome. So it makes a big difference, my friend. So that's that's me in education and a little bit outside of education as well. <laughs> that's awesome. And yeah, that's I totally agree with you about our spouses being, you know, sometimes our biggest cheerleader. Uh Tracy, um, who I hope one day you can meet and connect with as well, um, is just a phenomenal educator, but again, my my best friend, my favorite, you know, and uh she's, I've said this for a long time, but she's, she helps make me brave. She makes me brave. And so, uh, yeah, big shout out to, uh, to your wife and to mine as well. And, uh, just thankful for, for those, those special people in our lives. Um, so let's, let's t- keep talking about podcasting here. Cause this is a big passion of yours. So, um, I'm sure you could talk for a long time about this and please take as, as much time as you'd like to, but, um, your podcast is called My Ed Tech Life. So um, I'm going to shine the spotlight on you for, for now. And I'm just going to let you tell listeners, take us on a journey about how did that start? What's it all about? Where's it going? Absolutely. Thank you so much for that, because I often don't get to share that story as much. And actually, uh, thinking back on any podcast that I've been, I've never actually had the opportunity to share that story. So I'm honored that I get to do it here and share it with you and, you know, share it with your listeners. So Maya Tech Life, uh, really, this is uh, my journey into my life as far as work related, but even outside work related, like I said, I really love, uh, you know, the podcasting, but I also love technology just outside of work. So the way that it started was really when I transitioned into this role as an instructional software specialist. I I transitioned outside of the classroom into this role, uh, more at the central office role and district level. So what happened is I would always drive to work and I would stop uh, at a coffee shop called uh, Reserva Coffee. So big shout out to them because they're a big part of this too as well. So Reserva Coffee Company uh, or Roasters, And so I would stop there. I'd always get a nitro cold brew, take a picture of it. And it was like a daily picture on Instagram. So then all of a sudden I said, you know, I started using the hashtag my tech life. And I would just use that continually. Anything that I did just kind of as a, as a show of, Hey, this is my life now in ed tech or technology related you know, obviously coffee, I'm fueled by coffee. I love caffeine. And so that's a big part of uh, of me as well. And so I started that, but the podcast didn't really start until April 10th of 2020. Obviously we know 2020 they're on for a couple of years were very difficult for us as, you know, schools shut down and, you know, we had to flip the switch to go to virtual learning and all that good stuff. And uh, so what happened is, Prior to starting the podcast, I connected with this group of amazing educators, and it was the uh, GEG or Global GEG, which is a Google education group. But this was a global, excuse me, global group from, you know, you have people from Mexico, the UK, New Zealand, Australia, here in Texas, all over the US. And it was just a group of us that were that started doing 
uh, virtual presentations as, you know, hey, I know this platform very well. Let's do, you know, a live on how to use Edpuzzle. And so I had the honor of presenting on Edpuzzle both in English and Spanish since I'm bilingual. And so we started doing uh, these presentations. And then I said, hey, you know what? Like, I want to do something like that just for me. And, and, and here in this demographic area in Texas, which is deep South Texas. Uh, and what I mean by South Texas, I mean still four hours south of San Antonio because people think that Texas stops at San Antonio, but it doesn't. There's still, there's still Texas further south. So I'm here in this demographic area and that's kind of the intention that I wanted to do, which was really like, hey, let's talk to some experts here, teachers that are here. What are they doing? How are they managing? What are some of the tips and so on? But organically, as the show progressed, I was like, I didn't really want to talk too much about tech. I wanted to just kind of ask, like, how are you doing? You know, because those stories weren't being put out there, you know. I mean, you would see it maybe on the media, maybe on social media. But, you know, as far as the podcasts during that time, I didn't really hear too much of like, hey, teachers, how are you doing? It was always like, hey, what tips do you have? And how do you suggest this and this? But I just wanted to see, like, how are you doing? Like, like, what's your day to day? What are your struggles? What are the obstacles? And obviously it was education related. I mean, there was tech involved in those conversations, obviously, because we we had to go virtual, but it just kind of became more of that talk show, real conversation. Like, just tell me what you're dealing with, you know, and, and trying to help out other educators to just help them see that they're not out there on their own. You know, there's other people that feel the same way. There's other people that are trying to overcome. They're trying to adapt to the situation. So I've gotten a couple of reviews with people that'll say like, oh, this podcast doesn't even have tech and it's called Maya Tech Life. And why do you even call yourself Maya Tech Life if there's no tech involved? And the reason that I called the podcast Maya Tech Life was just because of that transition that was near and dear to me that opened up the doors to be able to do this. So yes, sometimes there isn't a whole lot of tech that we talk about, but it's really about capturing those stories and amplifying stories, bringing on guests that may not otherwise have a platform. Um, I've been blessed and lucky to have just amazing guests that have you know, huge social media followings, but I've have also looked for guests that are doing some great things that maybe a lot of people don't know about because maybe they're either just starting or they just feel, you know, very in that imposter syndrome, but I'll contact them and say, Hey, you know, I just saw your post and you did this and this is amazing. And I can see how this could be useful to other teachers. And I'll say, Hey, would you like to be a guest on the show? And they're like, me? I was like, yeah. And so then I'll have them on the show, amplify their story. And then it just takes off from there, you know? And, and again, it's really, I want to know your background. I want to know who you are. I want to know what you do, whether you use tech or not, and what your passion is within the education landscape. So really that that's what it turned into. And now, as always, I always say the mission of the show is connecting educators and creators one show at a time. That's awesome. And thank you for taking us on that journey. I am super curious always to ask people like, 
that question like how did this start for you because it starts it's because it starts very personal huh it's it's very it's a very personal journey um and then it just kind of takes off you know as it as it does as you know so thank you so much i for sharing that um i wonder in this whole process of and in this whole journey um how has podcasting and especially interviewing folks who may not be educators how has that impacted you as as an individual as a educator how has that impacted you that is a great question you know i just prior to getting on here with you i just wrapped up show number 183 and sometimes just to think of 183 shows i mean that's 183 guests people that i've talked to but you know it's interesting that every single time I interview somebody, it just fills my bucket like in a, in all sorts of ways because number one, I get excited to hear their their origin story. And that's the very first segment that I have, which is very similar to what we just did right now. So I guess it's something just natural that you want to build that connection. You want to hear the real person. So the first segment of the show is always like that superhero origin story. Like where did this all start? And what I love about that is just hearing the different perspectives and lenses, because not everybody that is in education comes in with an education background. Sometimes they may come in from private sector. Sometimes they come in from, you know, all sorts of backgrounds. Like myself, I came in with the marketing background, a business degree, never wanted to be an educator. But when I, when I fell into education, because it was a, a little, I guess, one of those fork in the road moments. Like I tell people, I absolutely fell in love with everything about education. And I'm still passionate about uh, being part of the education landscape. But really that impact on me from people such as yourself, you know, who also were on the show is just like you said, hearing that that personal story, hearing that passion, drawing out like where all of this comes from where it started, how it started, and how it's helped them personally. But then I also take those little nuggets and I internalize them. And then I'm there kind of like chewing on them all week as I'm working on sound bites for that particular episode, or I'm working on, you know, just other, you know, promos for other episodes. But all of that for me, I see it as a uh, I don't want to say ammo, but like, like, I guess more just like tools in the tool belt where yeah, like I can fuel. pick and choose. Yeah. And it's that feel for me because I, I get to hear somebody's story and, and it, it's interesting. Like I, I love that aspect of it. And then kind of coming back to the show, finding those sound bites and I'm like, Oh my gosh, like that, that was so powerful what they said and highlighting those things. It, and okay, so this is this just popped into my mind right now. So as teachers, you know, being in the classroom, you want to create a learning experience for your students. And one thing that I learned is if you create a wonderful learning experience, it's not just like here, you know, like uh, for let me grade it real quick and it's a worksheet. But when you create that learning experience, you're taking that student through that learning journey and that process that I feel becomes part of them because they're taking it with them. Well, that's the same way that I feel when I have a guest on the show. They're taking, they're enhancing my learning experience 
and their story really becomes part of me. Like I, I really take it to heart and I really digest what they say and everything that they, they have done. And it's just great because I feel like now that that story is part of me, it helps me grow personally. It helps me think about my views, think about my perspectives. And sometimes it challenges me as far as where I'm at in, in my education journey, some of my practices, and it helps make me better. And that's the one thing that I love about podcasting and hearing, you know, people's stories. And so there's a huge impact on my life because it makes me a better husband. It makes me a better teacher. It makes me a better educator. It makes me a better person. And it helps me see things from different perspectives and not just walk around with blinders. You know, I, I get to see everything from a different lens. And that is just so, I can't even describe it right now. Like it just really, it's something that really fills me. And I thoroughly, thoroughly, genuinely, authentically enjoy because I, I just, it becomes part of me. That's awesome. Is uh, it, you do such a great job, you know, on the show, on the My EdTech Life at elevating the stories of educators. Um, is that is that your favorite thing about the pod about podcasting? Is there something else that you're just like, man, this is like when I sit down to podcast, it's this part about it. Like, what's your favorite part about it, podcasting? Well, I think it's okay. So I guess it's a, a little bit of everything. I mean, uh, and like I said, I, I I wish I had like that one shot answer for you, but because I love the process and it's like Saturday mornings, I wake up. The first thing I do is I, of course I get ready. I, I get some coffee. I'll do a shot of espresso that I'll, I'll we'll grind up. And then of course I have a regular coffee that I'll have, and uh, I don't have it here with me, but I'll have a little thermos. So it's the process of just getting ready. All right. Getting mentally ready, preparing, um, you know, because you just always want to be ready for what you may ask or what the, the, the guests may bring. So you kind of just start planning that out. And then of course the production aspect of it, like the studio, like the computers, the mics, everything, the lights. And then of course, once you click go live, it's like, Hey, it's showtime. And it's almost like you turn into like this different, you know, little persona, because you, this is you, this is who you are. You want to make sure that you connect with people. And then of course you hear the stories. And so that amplifying, I think for me, oftentimes it, so I, I've talked, I've talked to my wife about this and growing up an only child, I, I really didn't have any siblings at all whatsoever to speak to talk to or anything. And then where I lived, all the kids were way older than me. So uh, my mom wouldn't let me play because they were, they were significantly older than I was. So I really kind of just grew up just there being alone and everything. And one, what I loved is when I got into elementary, all my friends are like, oh yeah, my brother, my sister, this, and then you become friends, you go to people's houses and then you start, you know, playing around with their brother and sister who are, you know, a little bit closer in age and everything. But I, that's the one thing that I loved. And then hearing their stories like meeting mom and dad and then you see their story and you hear them so I've always been fascinated with people's stories and so that's why I think the podcast really focuses a lot on that story aspect and more than anything that also that amplification like I, I want people that may not know who you are yet even though you may have 
a thousand, five thousand, ten thousand Twitter followers, but there's always somebody new joining Twitter that they may not know you yet, but want to amplify that story. You know, I want people to find value in what you do. I want people to see the magic that you put out there, that you're doing great. And yeah, that that's just become my main thing. You know, I want people to know my guests very well and feel a connection to them, you know, the connection to their story. And then, you know, whether they have 10,000 Twitter followers or they have 500 Twitter followers, everybody's got a story and we can always learn from one another. So to me, it's just listening, taking it in and then just digesting that later. And like I said, making it part of who I am. That's great. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Fonz, um, quick question for you is podcasting, both the creation of it and the, cons- you know, consuming it. Is that PD? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, beyond, like I mentioned earlier, you know, in the introduction, you know, your show, you know, I've got my cue on Spotify. I take off to work and it's like about 30 minute commute. So I've got my cue and I'm like, okay, what haven't I listened to yet? Who's out now? Who's the you know most recent? And then when I drive back home, it's usually close to an hour just because now there's more traffic and so on. So I'm listening to podcasts. And to me, that is professional. Dev- well, actually, I'm going to change that. It's To me, it's actually personal development because personal development for me is what I choose to consume. So if I choose to consume, you know, the shut up and teach podcast on the way for me, that's personal development because professional development is what's given to you by the district or, you know, but for me, podcasting is more of that professional, excuse me, professional development. I get to choose who I want to listen to. I get to choose who it is that I want to learn from, but yes, you're still learning. And yes, absolutely, you know, there is that sort of that professional development for you because you're acquiring, you're listening to new skills, you're listening to strategies, you're listening to people who are putting, um, you know, practical tools in teachers' hands and that may suit you and your needs. But yeah, it's still going to develop you professionally as well because you're ready to do that. But now I see it too as, hey, if I were to give a PD, I can you know, go back to those episodes that I listened to and say, hey, let me share with you what I heard this educator say on this podcast. And this is the tip that they had. And then we just kind of work with that too as well. So yes, consuming the podcasts is definitely been something wonderful for me. And, you know, I I always pick a wide variety from uh, sometimes what I do is there'll be a season in my podcast listening where I'll focus on administrators because sometimes, you know, I I don't get to see that lens. So I listen to, you know, either principal podcasts, things of that sort. And then there's others where I'll listen to like, uh, like Lainey Rowell, you know, like gratitude, uh, evolving with gratitude and just listening to those wholesome stories, hearing how people are, you know, are grateful. And then of course, there's your podcast too that covers a wide variety of, uh, you know, you have so many guests and topics and, you know, go back to punk rock classrooms and so on also. And so, like I said, I, I try and be as diverse as possible in my professional development, but that later on helps me in my, uh, you know, personal or uh, PD 
that I get, you know, personal development. So I think I said that wrong the other, the, in the, another instance, but you get what I mean, that professional yeah. and personal development. <laughs> I love that idea of personal development because it, you know, it really is true. You know, when I started um, and it was right before the pandemic, I started diving into books more. And then during the pandemic, it became books and podcasts. And I really appreciated that, like learning that way, because it was tailored to what I was either going through or was like, really wanted to focus on for the next year. So one year it was like, I want to focus on like reading. And so I read books about literature the next, and then it was like student engagement. So read books like teach like a pirate and kids deserve it. And, you know, books like that. And so I love what you talked about personalizing professional development for teachers through podcasting. That was, that was awesome. Um, Fonz, this has been a fantastic conversation. We are not done. We have one more question, but this is our three-part question um, that I ask every guest. Um, so if you're ready for it, let's get into it. All right. I'm excited. Looking forward to it. All right. So three-part question. Afonso Mendoza, what are you listening to? What are you reading? And what are you watching? All right. What am I listening to? All right. So currently I've been listening to on as far as the podcasting, I've been listening to Evolving with Gratitude with Lainey. And so I've caught a couple of episodes, you know, with Darren Peppard. Uh, you know, I've got a couple of episodes with um uh, Oh my God, Sandra, Sandra Galvan. She's a superintendent also. And, um, you know, uh, fit leader, uh, also, you know, part of that group. And, but I mean, just her podcast was just amazing. So I've been listening to that, you know, right now, early in the morning. So, like I said, it's like right now I'm kind of in that phase of just getting some wholesome, you know, podcasts in that, you know, deal with gratitude and, and finding that because sometimes it's very difficult within our work settings, within those stresses, so this kind of just lightens up those things to just kind of get ready for work. So I've been listening to that. Uh, as far as music, um, really, I've been kicking it old school with some brand new. And I mean, but I mean, old school, brand new from like the, you know, early 2000s, you know, punk rock and everything. So I've been going back to those roots and a little bit of uh, Coheed and Cambria, too, as well. Uh, that I've been listening to. So that kind of gets me pumped up and just ready to go. As far as reading is concerned, I am currently reading this book. Uh, it's called How to Lead. And it is by Joe Owen. So this is a great book that is a fast read. Not that there isn't a lot of content because there is a lot of content, but it's like really like boom, boom, boom really in your just real quick little bite site reads that are very practical and easy to use. So that definitely to help me out with leadership skills, not only within my, you know, professional world as far as work, but even personal too as well. So I've been reading that. And then remind me, what was the last question one more time? What are you watching right now? Watching. Okay. So believe it or not, what I do is I binge watch, um, you know, cooking shows. So right now I've just been going through some seasons of Master Chef, and because I, that's really what I love to do. I love watching the cooking shows because I am a, I guess you'd say, a culinary aficionado. I love to cook, and I love just everything about the kitchen, the process, the excitement, the smells 
the ingredients, the cutting and all of that. So I just really just been binge watch a lot of like master chef and, uh, you know, chopped kitchen just because yeah. I love to see the, the, the improvisation of mm -hmm. some of those things that they need to do, which I love to tie into really my career and my work, which is when you see a show like that, you're under pressure. You got to learn how to improvise, adapt and overcome. So I think that that's why I'm drawn to those cooking shows because there's always something unexpected or a secret ingredient, something that they're going to have to use that they've never used, but how do you adapt? And so I find that, you know, tie to what I do and how I do things as well. Improvise, adapt and overcome. I love it. Um, and <laughs> chopped. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen a f not all of it, but I've seen a couple seasons of chopped. I love that show. It's a great show. Uh, thank you for sharing, Fonz. And thank you again for being on the show today. How can our listeners find you? How can they find the podcast? Absolutely. So if you go to myedtech.life, myedtech.life, you can go ahead and visit our website. You can check out all of the 183 episodes that are on there from amazing educators, creators, and you know that you can kind of learn from take some of those golden nuggets or little gems of knowledge and sprinkle them on to what you already do great. So you can go there and then you can find me on all, all socials, all socials. It'll be at my ed tech life. So make sure you give us a follow, make sure you visit our YouTube channel, give us a like, please subscribe, please share. You know, we have some amazing content. And if you are an educator, creator, you know, and you're listening to this podcast, please make sure if you're interested in being a guest, you know, feel free to reach out and we could definitely make it happen. I'm always looking for amazing people who have amazing stories. And even though you may think that your story may not be maybe amazing compared to, you know, maybe you see the guest list, please don't get intimidated. I don't want you to feel that imposter syndrome. Everybody has a story, and I assure you that whatever you share will bring value to our education landscape. So, yeah, feel free to reach out at My EdTech Life. I love it. Thank you, Fonz. Thank you again for being on the show. Listeners, thank you, my friends. Thank you for uh, joining us, and thank you for joining Fonz as he shared his story. And as he shared, your story is just as impactful. Your story is valuable and important so share your story um if you'd like to be on the a guest on this show on yeah, excuse me if you would like to be a guest on this show please reach out to me as well and we'll make that happen so listeners thanks for listening we'll see you on the next show Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Shut Up and Teach podcast. I hope that you'll check out previous episodes, and I hope that you'll share this with a friend or a colleague.